Hello and welcome to the Top Red podcast. This week with me, Dave. As ever, I am joined with. I think I'll go. Josh and Shane. Yeah. This this week. Right, yeah. That's like, I, I like How's it going? How's it going? Yeah. Good now. Congrats yeah, good. on getting the right name of the podcast. Ah, yeah. That's alright. All right. Um, we're coming. Well, I was going to say we're coming in your ears. Oh, God. Nobody I wants can, that. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can't go one intro without, like, some kind of fumble. But we are coming to you in a week where Liverpool haven't played any domestic football. Instead, we have had a slightly lessened international schedule um, for Liverpool's players with... um, Well, we don't know how reliable the injuries are. Um, That I've seen many of the squads rolled out of this week's internationals. So... Uh, just a quick overview be- before we get into the internationals really quickly, um, because to be honest, there isn't much to talk about on the international scene. Um, but Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane had their replay of the African Cup of Nations final this week, um, which saw Egypt beating Senegal 1-0 in the first leg of their World Cup playoff. In the African section, um, did any of you watch that? By the way, no, I did not get to catch it. I, no. I absolutely did not watch it either. <laughs> After <laughs> watching that Afcon final, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Apparently, it was. Apparently, it was very similar. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I think any game against the Carlos Queiroz team that really isn't that good is going to be. Oh God, yeah, that type of game. Um, did you see the goal? Did you see the goal that won it? I didn't see the goal. It was no goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. It was like a terrible ricochet double deflection, which just about it was like it was. It was worthy of like winning the yeah, winning the, the, the the leg and if not the whole it, tie. It's the only goal that could have decided that game. I think. It, I I think didn't we didn't we settle on with rather was it Egypt win the Afcon and. Uh, Senegal go through to the World Cup from purely selfish points of view. So we didn't really want Salah going well, to the World Cup. Why? Oh, we just didn't want Salah playing World Cup, was it? Yeah. I mean, that that, that but, might not matter judging by yeah. the the situation at the minute. But you know, it it would have been better for Egypt to have won the Afcon and Senegal to go to World Cup just because Senegal have like a way better team and could in theory do better. Whereas like this Egypt, Egypt team, is a it, waste of oh, time, isn't it? Egypt is just. It's so funny to go through both 11s. Like, Senegal have, like, not just, like, recognisable names, but actual, like, really good players in, like, several positions. Like, one of the best keepers in the world. They have Mane, they have Sar, Koulibaly, there's Ghana Gay, they have a load of, like, actually really good players. And they'd be a good addition to a World Cup. <laughs> this Egypt would just be an embarrassment. Like, They're really good just... vibes as well. Like, they they, they, they brought... A lot of positivity to, to the last World Cup in Russia. Um, oh, you know, yeah. They had a dance okay. per goal and, and stuff like that. Oh, wait, um, Senegal did. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought you meant Egypt did because they were hanging out with the Chechen leader. Oh, well, yeah. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ramzan was... Kadrov, like, dragging Mohamed Salah out of, out, out out of, of bed. Yeah, yeah. God, that was. That was, that was not great. That, that was yeah, not scary in the we're, Yeah, we're, we're definitely not going to see anything, any kind of similar repeats like that in Qatar. Oh, no, yeah. sir. Yeah, no. no, sir. No sports washing here. No. Um, I, have, I forgot about that because people were talking about, like, the. Oh, the sports washing factor of the World Cup in Russia. And I was like, does Russia need sports washing? And then I remembered the Chechnya thing. I was like, oh, God, yeah. That Chechnya was... needs some sports washing. Chechnya well, needs yeah, they've, sports they've, got, washing. they've got multiple sports washing their, their, their image, all right. So, yeah. Um, but in, in other um, international games that actually kind of mattered um, this weekend, featuring Liverpool players. Uh, Luis Diaz scored for Colombia in there um, to keep their World Cup hopes, I think, faintly alive. Um, I'm not too up to date on it, but I do know that he broke a 
big duct for the Colombian national team when he scored against Bolivia. Um, it was a lovely goal, completely unnecessary touches and, and kind of flair in the build-up from him. Um, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, I don't think I've ever seen a player that is just so unnecessarily flary as as, as Luis Diaz since Neymar. He's just uh, really weird when he gets on the ball. Uh, Diego Jota scored in typical Diego Jota style with a bizarrely powerful header uh, at the near post against Turkey, which ended up in a Turkey fan shooting his TV, which I didn't know TVs explode when you shoot them. That was amazing. That's like... It's not... It's it's maybe... I still don't know if it's better than the other... The video of the Turkish fans watching the guy go clear through on goal. I think it's... I think, <laughs> yeah, and he misses and like... There's like a load of them going crazy, but like one guy... He's like... He must be in his 60s. He's just like little short fat guy kicks his shoes off into the ceiling. <laughs> it's incredible. I think I think the, be- the best thing about this one is actually when he shoots the TV and it seems to like change the noise in the room and it Oh, it, probably like, just probably ruined the whatever recording device. It, like, that, it was a the, really bizarre noise. Destroyed the mic. Like yeah. a transformer or something trying to speak to you. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched that video, have a quick search on Twitter. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and Takumi Minamino uh, played 80 minutes, played re- really well for 80 minutes, actually, um, in Japan's 2-0 victory over Australia. Um However, it was 0-0 when he got taken off on 18 minutes and his replacement scored twice <laughs> to win them the game. So I don't really know whether you can praise Takumi that much for that one. And then in pretty relevant fixtures, I believe, anyway. Pardon my ignorance. But um, Jordan Anderson started for England in their 2-1 win over Switzerland. Virgil van Dijk started for the Netherlands in their 4-2 win over Denmark. Allison started for Brazil in their 4-0 win over Chile, which Fabinho came on as a substitute. Uh, Kostas Simakas played for Greece in their 1-0 win in Romania. And Quivine Callagher started for Ireland in their 2-2 draw against Belgium. So that's a quick rundown um, of the international fixtures for the senior team. We also had Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones playing against I believe it was Andorra under twenty ones for the English national team. Yeah, they won four one. They won four one, and looking at that that England team, they are so stacked. Like it's hilarious how how stacked England are, even at under twenty one level. With I I think it's been picked apart a bit the under twenty one team because there's been that many players that have pulled out of the senior team as well. Um, so Jacob Ramsey with a goal there he's probably a player that'll be high on every Liverpool fan's midfield list going into the summer I guess I think either way as long as we get maybe a bit of a brummy accent in the team in midfield anybody will be happy anybody happy with Jacob Ramsey if that ever happened uh, I've, I've not watched anything of him really I've seen. I've actually. I've somehow managed to see a good bit of him. He is. He does look legit. Um, he looks pretty Gerardy, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's very strong, isn't he? And he he has a, he has a strike. He has an eye for goal. That, that that goal that goal for England this weekend that was very Gerardy. Mm. He just yeah. rifles it into the bottom corner. Yeah, maybe Gerard will bring him with him when he inevitably ascends the throne. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> But anyway, that's just a quick wrap up of the international games. To be completely honest, there isn't really much to cover there other than Diaz shot again on the score sheet, and everybody bar Kelleher and Mane got the victory. Um, so there's a few things that we can talk about off the pitch this week for Liverpool. I. Assume Shane, you probably want to talk about NFTs. You love NFTs. Yes, I NFT harder than you do. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what well, the the club just started uh, promoting them this week, or did they start doing it over the weekend, or was it the end of last week? I think it might I think be the end of the weekend, week. maybe. Yeah, they're trying to push it in association with the the club foundation. Um, 
Yeah, I don't even know how I'd explain. If someone is some if someone is somehow listening to this podcast and doesn't know NFTs, you know, because I, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you're at least on Twitter a bit, and it's kind of hard to I'm, miss them on there. I'm listening to this podcast and I don't really understand NFTs. <laughs> Uh, but fundamentally, fundamentally, it's a pyramid scheme, you know, like crypto in general, but especially them. Uh, yeah, it's just um, you get artwork, which is supposed to be unique, even though you could write digital artwork. That's uh, you get proof of copy. I suppose, do you know what NFT stands for, Josh? Non fungible token, is it? Yeah, very good, as opposed to Thank those you. fungible tokens. Uh, yeah. yeah, these are non-fungible tokens. Is, is, it, is it basically like a certificate that says you own that thing? Yeah, that's that's okay. it, pretty much. And um, yeah, John Terry's been hawking the shit out of them on Twitter. That's been, uh, I think we might have mentioned that in the previous episode, because God knows I can't go down my life without talking about John Terry hawking NFTs, but uh, yeah, he's he was hawking them on Twitter for ages, getting loads of other players to like invest with him and then like you know it'd be like oh welcome tammy abraham to the ape family whatever the fuck and it would be like a really they're always terrible that, that's the thing about nfts they're always terrible looking you think you think they'd be like a cool 3d jpeg or like some cool effect but no uh but yeah he like got a lot of other footballers to invest in them and then like they they plummeted like 90% or something, which is like what happens, which is basically, as my understanding, with a lot of the, a lot of crypto and NFTs, it's just they're all just big pump and dump. You get like lots of people to get excited and invest in them, and then the the people who actually own most of it and can control it, they can just withdraw any time to kind of basically capitalize and get the profit. But even, yeah, some of the footballers who had previously promoted with Terry then like deleted any mention of it from their social media shortly after. So, um, yeah, it's a big scam, and the the club are getting involved from it. And they're trying to sell it as fifty percent of the proceeds will go towards the NFC Foundation, but and the other fifty percent goes to Mo Salah's contract. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what it takes, you know. Fucking sign me up, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's just like every time they're replying, like there's just so many replies, just like delete this, delete this. It's just and no one wants this. I know some of the players. It's Trent and. Robertson are the two that I know. I don't know if there are any others that have... Firmino somehow hasn't... There must be like Bible NFTs he'll get into or something. But um, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I feel like Elliot and Simicast, for some reason I feel like they're inevitably going to be doing NFTs as well. But yeah, you can go on now and there's just... It's just these shitty cartoon pictures of all the players. And I should actually... Actually, I'm going to do that now. While you, while you guys talk, I'm going to look up to see how much they are. See what the auction, what they're being auctioned for, just for a laugh. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, from a completely um, just ignorance perspective, I, obviously, with with uh, the the argument is with art in real life, obviously, you you can get copies of said art, but there's only one uh, genuine. Yeah, th- 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 there's only one, one one genuine version of it. Um, and that's the kind of logic with NFTs, I guess, is that you get. Uh, this... It's also it's just not as easy to make a copy of a real artwork. It's very easy but... to right click and press save. There, there, there is that, but from I don't know. I'm when I was younger, I was quite arty, art based. So I saw it purely from an art perspective, and I didn't actually kind of see. What was so um, controversial about it? Um, to be honest, I still don't. I, I I don't really see how it is different to just art trading. Yeah, I I just don't actually understand it's it. It's just like... easier. Well, I I don't either. So I might be completely wrong in, in saying this. Um, I don't think I can offer a critical viewpoint of anything. I just I just think it's funny, really, that the club are doing it. It's funny to see to, to to see the club hawking it, and especially like yeah. given the things themselves, because they're so fucking cringy. Like the, the actual NFTs themselves, it's like it's it's like it's it's almost childish. But yeah. Uh, you it seems like a joke, doesn't it? NFTs. <laughs> like it, it took, like when you see like if you've seen even before the Liverpool thing, you see that like. Like on Twitter, it's just—it's like, like even when John Terry's doing, he's like, "Oh, look what I got my wife for Christmas." It was like, it's like, 
it's and it's like a shit it's like a it's like bored ape yacht club that's like the company and they're always apes with basically different skins basically and it's like they're sat there bored and it's like you spent ten thousand dollars on it you know or 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 in some cases it, you spent ten thousand dollars equivalent in crypto you know it's like and then you see the other things there's been like my favorite thing was like, you know, there was there's a tweet. It was like, guys, someone hacked my apes. I've lost all my apes, or something like that. <laughs> and like, because because you'll have people then being like, they'll put the ape, they'll put an ape NFT. They're like, this is my profile picture. Uh, you know, you only I can have this. No one else can. And then like some people would like go and take it and just make it their profile picture and then reply <laughs> to them to take the piss. And they'd be like very earnestly replying, it's like take that down now. You know, this is. You know, you're breaking the law or something, even though they're most unregulated things in the world. But like, we're basically saying that NFTs provide great content. Yeah, <sighs> they do. Like, look at us here farming off it. But uh... I, uh, I actually put in our in our episode notes uh, in in bold letters how tones F can you possibly be? Uh, regarding, but it does seem like they are like it. It, it feels like the club is intentionally trying to provoke the fan base at this point. I think we'll have another of... another John Henry in his living room. Um, Apologise. Obviously, been given a load of money to like to do this. You know, whoever's like front. They've obviously that. spent loads of money to 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 get people to design these things. You know what I mean? So there's obviously I... been like yeah. some investments in it. Yeah, but I'd say the club have definitely got something out of it in the same way that like you know other clubs are like have crypto sponsors on their shirts or. Uh, fucking crypto.com now is going to sponsor the World Cup. Like that's how. Little comments sponsoring everything. It's on the fr- it's on the UFC. Yeah. It's, it's it's the LA Lakers. No, they're, they're sponsored. Like they're the main sponsor of the entire. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. The entire World Cup. Um, yeah. And they sponsor some stadiums in America as well now. Yeah, they they took over Staples Center in yeah. LA. Um. Well, um, yeah, just, just. The, the club never ceased to amaze with how toned earth they do come across um, and how genuinely fucking provoking. I feel like they're just going to come out with some kind of Super League things just to, or just to piss people off, to be honest, at some point. Um, uh, the, su- the new Super League will be taking place in the metaverse. <laughs> and <it's> just... <laughs> oh, to be fair, City have beat us to that fucking hell. Did you see City's um, metaverse? No. Oh, I did, Crap. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, yeah, because if, if you click on... I'm clicking here on the link that you get for the, the auctions, uh, the NFT auctions that are going to be happening on March 30th to April 1st. And it does actually take you to metaverse.sotheby's is the name of the company. S-O-T-H-E-B-Y-S. Sotheby's, yeah. .com. Sotheby's of a metaverse, Paul. Jesus Christ. Why? What is Sotheby's normally? Sotheby's is uh, it's an auctioneer's. It's a really famous auctioneer's. Yeah. So this is Sotheby's Metaverse. Fucking um, hell! They um, jumped on that quickly. Yeah. There's. I can't get any prices now. It just says it's gonna. So yeah, that because that that would probably have been made known by now, and that would have been we'd we'd probably know it by now. So I guess they won't be revealed until March 30th. I might I, make that... an account for the crack and just log in to see. I think the only way the club can really redeem themselves off the back of this is just to make it a hundred percent to the foundation, and uh, that's it. I don't know if they can though, because maybe because a portion of it has to be going to whoever's running this fucking nonsense. Well, the, yeah, yeah. Ob- obviously, you'll you'll have your your percentages that go to the auctioneers and crap like that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fucking fuck NFTs. Anyway, moving on. Um, I don't suppose you guys have seen the news about the travel situation getting to Wembley when we play City in a couple yeah, of weeks, I believe. Bonkers. Yeah, so we're playing Manchester 17th, City. 13th of April. April Bank Holiday weekend. 16th. 16th. On a half three on a Saturday. Half three Saturday Bank Holiday weekend, which means there's no trains into London. And it means that uh, essentially seventy odd thousand, at least Liverpool and Manchester City fans are going to be going down the M6 on the same day, meeting up at the same uh, service stations, etc. It's not. It's the, crazy. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. It, it, it's just the epitome of how London-centric football 
in this country is pretty much. Um, you I, know, I think it would have been moved if United were weren't at home. It it, it, it may be. But that was like that it. was great when it was when they used to do the semi-finals. Because what did they actually used to do for semi-finals back in the day? Did they? Villa Park, wasn't it? A lot of it. No, but like, no, like for 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 the Millennium, for the Millennium Stadium area, like, yeah, you get them. I remember beating Chelsea and Old Trafford in two thousand six. But what I'm trying to think, what did they do pre, like, like old Wembley era? What did they do for cup semis? Because obviously the final was in Wembley, but because I I, I, I wasn't alive, so yeah, you would have been ninety nine. But yeah, you're alive though. You're probably, you're probably at the game. You're, you're probably brought along to the game. Oh, yeah, I was probably there. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no they, were, they, like, were played at, they were played at neutral venues that weren't Wembley. So was that I've it? Just a, I've just got a 1995 as a random. I think it depended on on who Everton it was playing each other, wasn't it? So Tottenham and Everton played at Ellen Road, and United See, and Palace class. played stuff at like Villa Park. Is, stuff like that is great. Like you know, neutral venues. I think that's so good. I, I, the whole reason I remember, or if I'm remembering it right, is that. They were moving the semis to Wembley because they desperately needed to get the money. Yeah, they because like it was but such it a money, it was such a money pit that they had to start recruiting stuff immediately. The final loses its gloss, doesn't it? Because it it does. Yeah, it does. It's but, not a trip to I Wembley. Don't know why they didn't just use the Millennium Stadium? Why couldn't they just use that? I mean, I know it's not ideal. They'll but... afford have a drive though. Yeah, yeah, but trains are at least running to. Oh, that's, yeah, well, that's a good point. I, I don't know whether they are. That's a superior stadium. It is it's a more, superior stadium. It's because, it's because there's a network that's closed, a line that's closed, that's a main right. issue. So I think trains would have run. Well, but... yeah, why, why, why not have it? Why not have it at the Millennium? It's, yeah, it, it, I mean, it does Trafford really. is obviously the, the, perf- is the ideal choice, but I think United play at home that weekend, don't they? I mean, t- to be completely honest, having a national stadium that isn't in the centre of the country when you have the second biggest city in the country literally slap bang in the middle of said country, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Just having a look at the fixtures for the Premier League that weekend, was it 17th? United play Norwich at home. How far? How, even Newcastle? Could you've gone there? I don't know if that's a worse. You could have gone to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. It's, even Ellen Road, uh, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle playing at home on the seventeenth. Well, like, you, know, you, you could have Villa, Villa aren't Villa. Oh, they were, yeah. Villa were meant to play us at mm. Villa Park. So why can't we just play it there? Yeah, I think the argument is, from a fan's perspective, is the answer tickets as well, but. At the end yeah, the- FA, FA can't sell it off for their corporate it's, clients. It's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. It's a t- but you, you've also got, you know, all these Club Wembley season tickets and stuff like that. I just think, why haven't City and Liverpool, um, yeah, City and Liverpool just said, um, we're not going to play at Wembley? That would force the hand. What are they going to do? Kick us out of the competition? It's, Both. Yeah, Both it, of us out of the competition. It, it does just feel ridiculous having two London clubs playing. The worst bit is the 100, the 100, clubs. The 100 fucking buses. That's the um, worst thing. What is it? Sixty yeah. on a bus? Oh, yeah. great! Yeah, ten, nice one. Ten. Yeah, fantastic. Really appreciate you sending a few thousand down there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually going. Um, my... I don't think anyone is. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my brother's having my ticket um, for the semi, so I'm not actually having to subject myself to this. I'm in um, Liverpool for that, for that weekend, actually. But I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be looking forward to the trip, to be honest. Um, well, I'll, meet, I'll, I'll meet you for a drink, Dave. I'll go and watch it. Oh, yeah. So I'm in Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah, and you'll be able to actually watch it on TV is the weird thing, because they've, even though it's on at half three on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, normally yeah, it's normally a privilege as well, probably. Yeah, that's normally a, that privilege is normally reserved for us here in the, the Republic. It's what Michael Collins <laughs> fought and died for, our ability to watch English football on a Saturday afternoon. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, and obviously um, there's going to be another absolute bloodbath of a ticket ballot going into that, which will then basically cut a lot of people off from the final, should we get there. Do we know what our allocation is? I think it's 30-something, 33 maybe. fucking ridiculous, isn't it? 
That might be wrong. Let's have a look. Um, I just think it's an absolute scandal. 34,090. Really? Yeah. So what's the final going to be? Jesus. And the most expensive ticket is £120. Yeah, it's the same as the, um, the Chelsea one. I just think, oh, the FA will... Football in this country will never move forward with the FA currently, with how they are. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it says a lot that St George's Park is actually situated where the national game should be situated. It's just yeah. that they've decided to kind of weigh themselves down with this absolute anchor that is Wembley. Um, I mean, I, 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 have you guys been to Wembley? But what do you actually think of the stadium itself? It's soulless, to be honest. It's just a. I haven't been, but. I... I've been to Millennium Stadium three times, and every time I've just been like, you know, the Millennium, like, great, yeah, great. So I like, but everything I've heard from Wembley is just uh, like, it is like, it's just crap and soulless and crap, <laughs> and not the Millennium yeah. Stadium. Uh, which it, it helped that like Liverpool did really well in the Millennium Stadium, uh, generally. But, um, oh yeah, you went to Millennium with um with the Chelsea fans and the what 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 vegetable was it? They're chucking celery around. Celery. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked it up. It was. I have a song uh, about celery. Yeah, it was a reference to some fan or something, but they banned it eventually. A few years after, I would have been witness to it. They banned it. Yeah, you weren't allowed <laughs> to carry celery. If you, if they saw you carrying celery into it, you could have a confiscated or be banned. The list of prohibited prohibited items is all like knives, guns, celery. Celery. <laughs> <laughs> no root vegetables. I don't, I don't even know it's a root vegetable to be honest, but okay, yeah. But uh, Wembley, it's it 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 is one of them kind of bowl stadiums where you end up like if you're in. The middle upper tiers, you do end up like miles away from things. It's not designed like a, a, a normal football stadium tends to be, where it's kind of like you as on top of the pitch as humanly possible. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it depends what you're into, I guess. Too big. Whereas it seems as though the Millennium Stadium is actually being designed with an atmosphere in mind. Quite steep, isn't it, the Millennium Stadium? That's that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's actually built like a, a sports stadium should, where you're actually kind of on top of things. And you can close the roof as well to like even seal it in even more to keep like almost keep the noise in. It's uh, fair loud when I was there now. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, sticking on with the FA, we'll move on to some more sports washing. We love a bit of sports watching on this part. And Jordan Henderson has mentioned the possibility of some co- kind of coordinated protest over the World Cup in Qatar after England had a briefing um, over the human rights abuses by the Qatari government during the run-up to the tournament. Um, uh, th- there was actually a-, a post on Twitter that mentioned something that Along the lines of Jordan Anderson has spoken to uh, Andy Robertson and Virgil van Dijk about this coordinated process, but I'm not really sure where that came from. I've tried to sort very, it. But... Very bold to suggest Andy Robertson's going to the World Cup just yet. Because <laughs> you imagine Andy Robertson and Qatar, like the amount of sun cream that man would have to take. <laughs> it's just his um, hand luggage. But yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what they'll do, to be honest. Um, yeah, it, it could be. It could well be some fucking cringy shite that's like people. My lord is powerful, but it, maybe it could. Be, I don't know it could be something good, but I just uh, hope it's, it's not like this kind of F one. Oh yeah, you, you you're really bad, but we're still here, and you know, well, thanks for the money. But that was the other thing I wanted to say because, like, uh, it's obviously they're probably not as known for their authoritarianism as Saudi Arabia. And I actually just because I wanted to check 
what is the population of Qatar? Do you guys know what the population of Qatar is without looking it up? I'd no. say about 3 million. Yeah, 2.7 million, and they're yeah. hosting the World Cup. That yeah. is absolutely mad, isn't it? <laughs> like, that is... Like, could there even be, like, more fan? Like, could there pretend... I don't know what's the usual number of fans who's obviously, you know, to... Like, I don't even, I'm always amazed how many fans there are at World Cups, you know, from all the different countries that they go there. But, like, yeah, like, is like, what, what like, <laughs> yeah, like, probably not because it's going to be hard to get to for like, it's not just going to be hard to get there, it's going to be hard to stay there. I know somebody was looking at, at potentially going. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the fact. hotel prices, this was about six months, a year ago, the hotel prices were astronomical. Yeah, I saw a man stuff like six thousand euros for yeah not per night for like for like a week or something. It's just it, it was madness. It, it's gonna be. Built, I don't think they built the accommodation. I, I I think they're still in process of actually building, but they need to build to actually house people over there. Yeah, they need to whip the migrant workers a bit harder if they well, want well, to get that done. Well, that that that's the thing. You've got two point seven million people. You you host on the World Cup. That's the only way they've been able to host the World Cup is is through these migrant workers, and then obviously you've got <clears throat> the appalling working standards and and whatnot over there. Um, it is mad, like it workers. is mad, isn't it? That it's actually happening. Like even the fact that we're rearranging the whole football calendar to accommodate it. Like, mate, the the I I was watching some of the coverage of the the Saudi. Grand Prix. I I don't want to really shine too much of a light on the Saudi Grand Prix because I don't really want to essentially justify um, F1 going there. Uh, with, oh, with I thought you said I, I thought you didn't want to justify you watching F1. I was like, yeah, more power to you, Dave. Well, have, have some shame. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nah, I guess. Um, but I mean, some of the stuff I was I was hearing, some of the stuff I was seeing over the weekend. I mean, I think Lewis Hamilton was was talking about somebody who'd sent him a letter. Um, that he was in prison. Um, without going into it too much, because I, I I can't really remember off the top of my head what he was saying. Um, and and he he essentially went, "It's mad, isn't it?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, it, it is mad, Lewis." And you you, you sat there, and he's like, "You there?" Um, <laughs> it just felt obviously you you had the attack on the Aramco facility. Uh, which you could literally see burning away as the drivers were, were lapping around the track. Because they are a country literally at war. Because they are, yeah, because they are literally at war. Um, you, you could see the fire going. Well, according to Toto Wolf, that's part of their culture. So. Oh, right, okay. Well, <laughs> obviously Toto knows more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, you had that, and then you had basically the drivers being strong-armed into actually... Um, racing on the Sunday, and then whilst that was going ahead on the Sunday, like some of the stuff I was hearing from the commentators, man, I think at one point the, the commentator actually lauded their young population for being progressive, and it was like, how much money are these people being paid to do this? Like, really, like all of the logistical issues, all of the actual like fucking issues of safety. That these multi-millionaire drivers are having over there, the like, God knows how many people they've taken over as part of the teams, and they're still being strong-armed into doing this, and you're also getting the d- these d- lines off like the commentators and stuff like that. It must be absolutely mad, astronomical the money that these are being paid to well, do yeah, these things. Th- that's what I was. That's what I was wondering because when we said about there'll be a protest of the players in Qatar. Because there's the there's the money thing, but also it's like once you're over there, uh, you are like playing by their rules. Because it was like, remember, I think it, it was implied that if the if the if the drivers didn't race, if they complete the race, they might not be allowed to leave. And that actually happened with uh, good old WWE. They went over there, and uh, there was some issue where the plane was basically was basically kept grounded for like four hours. Like a load of the wrestlers were like trapped on a plane. And like they couldn't leave the country basically because there was some disagreement over payment. Uh, I guess Vince McMahon or whatever must have had with them. So like that's the, that, that was why I was wondering. Like because Qatar, I guess even though it's a smaller country, there's no reason why they couldn't be any less authoritarian. But uh, 
it's like, yeah, it like, can, can you imagine? Like, that's what I was going to say. The F1 drivers obviously haven't staged any kind of protest, like, you know, or like they, they probably can't show any dissent, like, once they're over there. But I was like, as I was wondering, like, what, what will the players be potentially risking? Because, like, yeah, the, it's happened a few times now with different quote unquote sports uh, in Saudi Arabia where uh, guys have, like, yeah, you, you, you get reminded that you're in, like, uh, an authoritarian state, and even though you're getting paid lots of money, if you try to renege on any part of the agreement, they will just, like, take away your human rights. They will detain you. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was talking to, I, I might have been a bit harsh on Hamilton there, because he did actually, I, I've actually got the quote that he, he, he said um, about the human rights abuses in Saudi Arabia. He actually said, it's, it's mind-blowing to hear stories. I've heard... There has been a letter sent to me from a 14-year-old who was on death row when you were 14. You still don't know what the hell you are doing in life. Um, and he, he actually said that whilst he was out there. Um, but but yeah, you're right. Uh, especially with Saudi Arabia, because they'll just they'll just come up with some absolute nonsense to detain you on um, before you can leave the country. Um, so and yeah, no, nobody can stand up to the meter, like because like. Definitely not the UK, anyways. Like as as a country, because uh, they've got like too much vested interests with them. And, Everybody's like, got too much vested interests with the. Yeah, I, I assume America do as well. Like, like at least with like uh, with with Russia, it was really easy for everyone to like uh, come out and condemn them because Russia have always historically been opposed to the US and therefore the rest of the West. Whereas Saudi Arabia are supposed to be allies, you know, but they're yeah, it, it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting when the inevitable Saudi Arabia World Cup happens. Uh, and then who knows how far advanced football or activism could be by then. Uh, yeah, that'll be... That'll be sometime. But, uh, yeah, I can I, I, I was I was hoping for some kind of stronger process from footballers, especially given that the, the entire schedule is getting moved to accommodate this. Like That's, yeah, even just protested on a on like a football or welfare. Like, yeah, just a, uh, a logistical welfare perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we we haven't seen nothing to be honest. All we've had no, is full steam ahead. No one's talking of a boycott. All kinds of ex-footballers have already been taken over there. Um, Peter Schmeichel, in particular, you are a slag for that. For that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm only my son. Oh my word! Peter Smichael is everywhere over there. Like I've never seen anything like it, and I don't know why. I don't know why Peter Smichael in particular has has been um picked amongst everybody else to do it. But there we go. Well, is he over there with keys and grey? Or <laughs> oh fucking hell! Can you? Oh, can you imagine Keys and Gray doing like? Oh, sure, sure. Keys, this is like he's been riding that for ten years. He was like, "Oh, this is a an amazing progressive country. There's there's no such the slave camp is fake news." And you know, one, on one of his scintillating weekly blogs, uh, so he's he's been like number one cheerleader for them for a long time. Yeah, but th- what you were saying about the population of Qatar before, like, it, don't don't you think it's absolutely mental that? A country that small can like affect such a global game. Like yeah, football. Like it's uh, like it's it, like they're half the population of fucking Ireland. Imagine Ireland hosting the football World Cup. Like, yeah, and, and like at least Ireland has like a football history. Not to say the Qatar have no football history, but you know, I I don't uh, know if they'd ever been to a World <laughs> Cup. Before. Is this actually going to be their first World Cup? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> I try to think of what, like what's an equivalent like, like like Wales or something. You know, it's just like it, it is absolutely mad. It's that influence through PSG as well. Yeah, like you've got Mbappe, Neymar, and Lionel Messi at this point, like representing. Well, they broke football. They, they broke European football. In this, I say broke it in the same way that like Abramovich broke it yeah, in the mid two thousands. Broke it a bit more. Yeah, they just distorted it beyond fucking. But like, whereas like if you had went in a coma for a few years and then like came back and saw what had happened to like transfer prices, you'd be like, "What the hell happened?" Because I remember it was like the same. It was like around the same time when Liverpool were signing 
Mane and Salah for like mid thirty million pound fees, and they're like, whoa, whoa, that's that's big money. And then, yeah, like not long after, you just had the whole Neymar, Coutinho, Van Dijk, Allison kind of domino effect. Like you know, it just like it forever like pumps up the market to like transfer fees have never ever like dipped. Sometimes they like stay, they like stay solid, but like footballer wages, I don't think I've ever dipped and. You do think it's a bubble where if PSG do put, or if, if Qatar do, if they like, if this is, I think I heard John Wilson, I think it was he, him saying that like he thinks this is going to be, Qatar will have got what they wanted from football now and they might just pull out of PSG and a football yeah, altogether yeah. after this. So, like, who knows what effect that will have? I guess there'll be a lot of uh, free agents, a lot of really good players to, to go around. But, like, yeah, when will that bubble pop? Because obviously there's the TV money one, which. I guess is kind of organic, but there has to be some kind of the oil money that's coming has to have some kind of distorting effect. So yeah, what's 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 how's that going to play out in a few years' time? To be honest, I think PSG will be fine. So as uh, so far as I think the brands and whatnot that they built under the Qatari ownership probably be be strong enough to kind of attract maybe one of these. Oh yeah, you see, you see kids, you see kids now wearing full PSG kits. It's mad. Yeah. Um, which which is like mission accomplished, I guess. But yeah, uh, so I, I think PSG in the same way Chelsea will probably be fine. Uh, when Abramovich sells off, I think PSG will probably be fine. Um, don't get me wrong; obviously, there wouldn't be Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. Fine, but in terms of you know competing at the top of French football and competing in European football, I think they'll probably be relatively okay. And to be honest, it'll probably be. To the benefit of the French game, anyway, maybe a lot less. Um, talent, Horn. Um, that's, that's the other funny thing is that PSG. I don't think have ever been quite as uh, dominant domestically as Leon were in two thousands. No, Leon won six in a row, I think it was, and like had almost a good, uh, as almost a good Champions League record where they were like. Getting to semi-finals and and things like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whatever whatever the hell happens to that league. Well, looking ahead at future football, we can go over to the Watford game this weekend. Club of football is back, baby. Liverpool can go top of the Premier League. Oh, yes, yeah. they can. Why can we go top of the before... Premier League again? We played. We, we played before. We played before City. Right, who does City play? Burnley away. Burnley away. Oh fucking! They uh, they lost John no. Stones as well. I don't know if it's a bad injury, but they don't have many uh, fit centre backs, do they? Is yeah, Diaz is still Diaz Diaz still Diaz is back. Is he back? Is he being yeah, juiced? Oh yeah, he got the. Yeah, he came back from... because oh look, Portugal have important games, and we can't blag that he's going to be out. Yeah, pretty so, much what it was. Um, so that four to six week injury turned into a two or three week injury again. Which is all we can hope happens to Trent, really. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. I think Trent might have been exaggerated just to get him some Out. rest. And, oh, yeah. It's a hamstring, isn't it? So you don't really want to be risking them against Watford. That thing that goes and then it's fucking weeks out, isn't it? Joe Gomez, fine. Not a problem. Yeah, Joe Gomez in the Kyle Walker role, please, Jürgen. Even Henderson at right back, I wouldn't be asked about against Watford. Watford, fucking Josh, you love this Jordan Henderson at right back thing, though. But yeah, but he's basically been doing a lot of the job anyway. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. But we could we could have full freedom Henderson, full freedom Jordan down that left, just, uh, down that just... right channel. He'll just be chipping in crosses on exactly. the first Them time. First time crosses across the floor that, that have worked twice. Yes, in his whole career. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, as, as long as Salah plays against Watford, I think we're guaranteed to win anyway. Well, I don't think. I think we might have our usual South America problem in that they get back like Friday oh, morning. For God's sake. It's so, not the same uh, with Diaz as well. Yeah, I could see Kelleher playing. And, um... They don't play Thursday night, though. They play, because I was checking it there. They play, uh... 
they play Wednesday like at half past midnight. So that yeah. means that means it'll be like Tuesday night. So although actually no, no, no in South America, there could be another Friday night game or something. Yeah. I need to check that. Uh, but no, yeah, thirtieth of March is. Oh, well, midnight, yeah, midnight. So they, I, I think, I think they could be okay. It's not the usual. I know, I know the Thursday night nonsense is. Yeah, sometimes that's a. It makes it literally impossible for them to get back for the early. How many times then, do we do we have the early kickoff after an international break? I swear it happens every single time. It's happened enough times, care. that's for sure. Yeah, but like, I don't find, I don't think the early kickoffs a detriment. But and we we probably need to go full Mikel Arteta. No, we need the early kickoff this week with the Champions League next week. That's ideal. Oh, yeah, we're, we're playing, playing the same night as City, oh. which is which which is kind of crap because like that would actually be one of the other ties I would watch is the yeah. City against Atletico. Yeah, I've just Might have to double screen. We've just remembered that we got that month from hell about to begin, haven't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, God, enjoy it. We've already won a trophy. It's I fine, know, but you need to kind of prepare yourself for it. I, can't, I haven't prepared myself. Need to kind of get in the in the in the frame of mind of my life is going to be hell because I'm gonna have anxiety over a fucking pastime. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. Oh. I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking we you can either be like that and just dread it, or just really enjoy it because the law of averages states we have to beat City at least once. Oh, so you say this, and then we'll kick off against Watford, and you'll be saying we're going to get beat after about 10 yeah. No, no. It, it, Saturday, I'll, I'll do a prediction early. Saturday, six Worst now. 45 minutes and of the season so, so far. That'll be Josh at halftime. So easy. So easy on Saturday. Jo- Josh will be like, this will be Josh. It'll be like, be like 20 Although, minutes, nil, nil, nil. It's like, it's like, Josh is like, oh, this is, this is another embarrassing performance. <laughs> Seen this too many times this season. Although, <laughs> like, I think... You know, if we see Roy Hodgson do another one of his, you know, Pep Guardiola-esque goals from the back playing through the press, I'll be really annoyed. I like that goal Palace scored against us. Yeah, somehow I don't think we will. No, Watford are absolute horse shit. I was, I was absolutely shitting myself when we were relying on a result against uh, Roy Hodgson in his, what, what I assumed would be his final game as a manager against Palace last season and we just swiped oh, yeah. it to one side and I have lost all of my anxiety over I'm, this, I'm, this I'm, game. So we, I mean, Burnley aren't getting anything so just keep, no. keep going. Keep going. If anything, we need to, we need to get some goal difference out of this mm. game to be honest because I think yeah. City are going to get some some good old goal difference at uh, well, we, I mean, I watched that Burnley Chelsea game a few weeks ago, and Burnley were really good first half. I was thinking, oh, they might get something here, and they're just I don't completely, think they're ever, completely ever good against City, are they? No, I think they got That's a draw. City love. I think they got a draw a few years ago when Sterling missed from on the goal line. I think Valverde might give the centre halves a bit of a harder time for about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then that'll be. It. Wasn't he injured? Oh, is he? I know he went off. Masterclass needed. I know he went off in a game, but I think that might he might be back now. He should have had his vaccination then, shouldn't he? I think honestly, I see. I think Burnley will score, but I mean, a consolation goal at five nil down isn't really anything to scream about. Yeah, the the good thing would like at least it's just going to be non-stop football this month, so it's going to be like yeah, even if even if we have a disappointing result, there'll be another game in a couple of days to kind of get over it. Three competitions. Three competitions. You we're know, gonna, we're I, just going to roll Benfica, aren't we? Yeah. And then... I think uh, we'll, if we can... Do we play... Sorry, sorry hang on. Let, let me just note down the timestamp for when that bite is on the arse. We are going to roll Benfica. <laughs> let's have a look at the... Let's have a look at our fixtures. Cause I actually don't know when anything is. It's all very mixed up. It goes Watford, Benfica, City, Benfica, City. And then... So we let's face it, City are not going to brush Atletico aside easily. But we could play a really heavily rotated team at home to Benfica, depending on what we do Tuesday. And so for the FA Cup game, which no one's going to watch. Um, yeah, surely we, he'll, he'll, he might rotate a bit for Watford and then we play United? go full strength, go oh, full strength Benfica. 
Fuck me. Now, imagine yeah, Miko rolls eight against Everton. Yeah. Josh very so like Miracle Bridge there. And we go, oh, I've got Newcastle as well this month away. That's going to be horrible. I think we could rotate against Everton. I think we're going to win every league game. Oh, for fuck's sake. We've got the timestamp for that one as well. Uh, Yeah, I'm just uh, sorry. I I shall be drawing against City, personally. What kind of note is getting taken down here? I'm not worried about anyone in the Champions League until the final. Not worried about Bayern. I'm sorry, just another timestamp. Tactical, mate. Tactical. Yeah. Wolves at home on the final day again. Do we play them every year on the final day? We don't have Wijnaldum to score a a winner on the final day either. No. Shame in it. I'd quite like us to have a different result to the title race when we play Wolves at home. That was quite a that was quite a sad day. That that uh, was like, Brighton. We play Wolves for top four. No, that City played Brighton. We played Wolves. Well, yeah, because if we win every game oh, up we... until the final day, yeah, Brighton, and City win every Brighton game. <laughs> yeah, if we draw, if we draw with City and then we both win every other league game, going into the final day, then it's going to be Gerrard trying to stop City winning the league. Yeah. Yeah, we I have play. just realised, though, if we do get through this month, top of the league, there's only three more league games. Yeah. Actually, it'll be four, because oh, Villa's going to... with the Villa Villa's game, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And Villa's going to be the 19th, 18th, 19th of May, I think. Oh, fucking hell. I hope it's not. I hope it's the one in between. No, it can't be so the one in between. So we've to go away to Southampton, away it to Villa. Yeah, it can't be in between Newcastle Jesus. and Tottenham, because that's the Champions League. So, yeah, it's in between Southampton and Wolves. Well, yeah, because we've got, like, in terms of average league position, I saw a table, and it was, we're, we're bottom five in terms of, you know, what the oh. average league position is of, of our opponents remaining. Mm. And then, like, City, I think, are have the second easiest run. even, like, we have Arch- a lot of home games in those final, like, five league games. You have three away games. Like, if, if it was home and Anfield was, like, oh, I remember, that new, remember that Newcastle game? Divokarigi. Last five minutes. Salah, we all thought Salah was done. Yeah. Well, Salah oh, was day. done. What a day. He was done. He was out. There was. Uh... Yeah, he. That, yeah, because was, was that game he got a concussion or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he missed. That, that was why he missed out on Barcelona. Yeah. I'm sure he was only missing open goals in New Camp, anyways, didn't need him. Oh god, that one hit the post. Jesus yeah. Christ! I, I finally saw some highlights back for that game. It was actually ridiculous how many chances we missed. We played really well in that game. Man. Yeah, we did. It was like the perfect away performance at the Champions League. And you still lose three <laughs> 0 Messi's a little prick. You heard it here first. Free kick. Know, was, free, free, free kick was deflected. Yeah. No. Ah, oh, that's. Oh. Yeah, you ruined that for me. You, you, Michael Cox, that goal for me by pointing out the slight <laughs> deflection. Because I was like, it's the greatest. For, I was like, it's the greatest for kick of all time. That's simple. Joe, Joe Gomez own goal. Joe Gomez own goal. We should do that for us <laughs> at least once. Yeah. No. Um. Any score predictions? Anyway. I guess so. Josh just fucking Jesus. Josh has still got to go back and um, you know get the predictions from oh, yeah, the last. Right. I should probably I should probably write these down. I didn't write probably probably write these down. Down. So we've got first goal scorer and score prediction. Yeah, hang on. Where is it? Pod predictions. There we go. So what what was the last game we did? It was far. Remember. I don't think Forest. we predicted for Forest. Did we not? I think we did. Yeah, I thought we did. Did we? I don't remember. Oh. I didn't write it down. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What first? So the current table without the Forest game is Shane on 12, um, Dave on 11, and me 0. <laughs> but I think I've got some points now. I want the Dave. I said Salah 5 0. Salah 5 0. Okay. I will go. Well, I think I did. I know I did sell for the Brighton game. So I think we said that we can't go the same player back to back, didn't we? No, you can't. So um, I can't say Jota. 
I will say Jota. <laughs> um, and I will go for nil. Four nil. I thought you were going I was going for something and then he said nil. I was like, oh four nil. Jota. Second time you picked Jota. Ooh. Um I'm gonna say six nil, obviously. And I'm gonna say cater. You know, to, to be fair, the last time we were quite like abrasive with our predictions, we we not that we got it right, but I think we got the overall theme of the game right. Mm. Uh, it was a, it was the Leeds game one that we did yeah. win six 0 six one. Yeah, you said six one. Oh yeah, it was six 0 wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yes, six, yeah, you one. finished six 0 You said six one. Oh dear. I'm not going to win this league. I think yeah. I'm already too far behind. Although you do get 10 points if you get the correct score. I mean, you're the one coming up with the fucking. We get 10 for the correct score, 5 for the correct margin, 2 for the correct result, 2 if the player scores first, 1 if they score at all. That's the scoring system. Okay, right. Um, so Josh will, I'm, I'm sure, tally that up and get some results for everyone, you know, because that's that's what we do. We're, we're very prepared for the podcast. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. That's it for the week. Yeah, yeah. No, I have the this uh, Sam McGuire's. Uh... Is, you know, following recent trends, I uh, don't know if we mentioned it the last episode, but yeah, I'll uh, be taking, we'll be creating our own top red NFTs, and it'll just be screenshots of <laughs> Sam's Patreon, uh, including this international break, some nice little profiles on Gavi and Vitinha. Yeah, we, we, we might sign those guys. That, that'll be fun, right, guys? Don't know who Vitinha is. I googled him, found out he played for Wolves last season. Yeah, he's Portuguese, and therefore played for Wolves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw the ring about. Is that the summary of Sam's piece as well? Uh, yeah, there's some you know, some fancy numbers in there, you know. Uh, but yeah, Gavi, the Gavi one's interesting, you know, just because he's exciting. Uh, seems to do a lot of running around for for Barca 2.0 under Xavi. I'm but sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Are we well, have we hired like Carl Pilkington to do this? Or what? We hired Carl Pilkington to do Scam Maguire though. Why? Why was that? Why was that very Carl Pilkington? It's, it's a very Carl Pilkington um, radio <laughs> approach you've got there, Shane. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, is that's that's. Uh, so we've got Carl Pilkington. We've got uh, we've got Mark Goldbridge, and we've got. Uh... No, you can't be Carl Pilkington because you haven't got a, a Mank accent, but. He, he's not mank. That's not a mank accent he has. It's like some Can't shocking. He doesn't talk in a mank accent though. He does. No, that's not mank. Josh, can you be the the I type? Thought he, I, I thought he sounded a bit mancunian, to be fair. Or like bolt. Maybe a bit Lancashire. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, he's as he's as mank as he come. No, if you haven't, and I, I wouldn't really. Um, I wouldn't really recommend Ricky Gervais' stuff to anybody, but I will recommend um, the old XFM shows if anybody wants to go back to listen. He is born in Manchester, so... Yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't um, know yeah. that. I think okay, he's fine. So e- either way, then, we've got a bit of Mark Goldbridge, we've got a bit of Carol Pilkington, and Dave, you can be Alexi Sale. I can be him. You can be Alexi Sale, yeah. Who's that? Do you don't know Alexi Sale? No. Okay, yeah. He's like he's like ridiculous over the top scouse comedian. Oh right. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, I hope there's someone old enough listening to this to have gotten that reference. Yeah, please, please, uh, please Fine, 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 sorry, we've got John Bishop. Oh, oh for <laughs> yeah. fuck Jesus. There you I go. I don't know who John Bishop is. I don't think I've, I I don't think we've quite mastered the uh, the John Bishop grin, to be honest, but 
I'll wear uh, Hannah. Get me fucking tombstone teeth out. Right, I guess on that note, um, from John Bishop, Carl Pilkin. Is that like an Irish way of spelling Carl? Any any chance, Shane? Yeah, throw yeah, in like a DH there or something. Oh, silent. Nice and lower. Right. Okay. I only, I only, I only, I only found out the other day that Patrick is spelled differently in in Irish. Oh, like Oric. Yeah. That's my uh, that's my middle name. <laughs> fucking hell. Genuinely. Yeah, she. Yeah, there you go now. Uh, when did I tell you? I tell you, spelling the David in Irish, I'll blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on. On that note. I'll change. I'll change my Twitter name to it for a bit. If, um, yeah, do. Oh, you should. Do, yeah, you could have done World Cup or something. So I can support you. I'm gonna change mine yeah, to we're not going. Uh, Mark Goldbridge. I'll. I'll just. Cha- I'll just leave it as David or David for now. Um, for when I support the Welsh, the World Cup. Um, but yeah. Anyway, from the Irish Carl Pilkington, Mark Goldbridge, and what are we settling on? Fucking John Bishop. Yeah. yeah, John Bishop. No, no do you are going to look up Alexi Sale after this. I want you to look him up. I don't even know how to fucking spell that. I feel like you'll know him when you see him. You might not what? know his name, but you'll know him when you see him. Right, I probably will. Right. On that note, anyway, it's it's been emotional. It's been a boring week, and hopefully, the Reds will entertain come this weekend, and we can look ahead to the hellish fixture schedule. That lies ahead. But yeah, thanks a lot for listening. All the best.